Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Deeper Current podcast. I am your host, Hannah Ruth Dyson, founder of Soul Sea Gathering and founder of Women Change the World once again. So happy to be here. Feels like so much movement and emotion and life just <laughs> that takes place between each week um, is just is truly wild. Um, yeah, really loved sitting down last week with Yana Robinson and thank you once again for all the beautiful <laughs> messages and feedback. I yeah, it really helps um, to keep going, to hear from you. It's like uh, prevents it feeling like this one way uh, <laughs> uh, communication. And yeah, I really love conversations. So I look forward to bringing in some more. I, I just have to get into a good flow and a good system and a good rhythm where it feels um, like it can go with ease because it, there's a lot more work that goes into the conversations. And last week was one of those uh, uh, situations where my audio stopped recording. Uh, luckily, we had the recording through Zoom and, and Yana's recording on her side. So, um, yeah, we were able to piece it together and I think make it sound okay. But I'd really like to, yeah, keep up the quality of the sound and just, yeah, be able to feel <laughs> confident that I can set up conversations and interviews and so forth and know they're going to be recorded okay. Um, in fact, I sat down uh, two days ago to record this episode and realized it stopped recording halfway through. <laughs> and I, I knew I could kind of listen back and, and kind of um, pick up where it cut off. But yeah, a lot has changed even just within two days. I feel hmm, in this really honestly beautiful space. <laughs> just the last, just a few days ago, I felt a lot of um, anger, emotion, frustration, <laughs> agitation, a lot of energy. Uh, well, really just um, continually outraged at some of the things that take place in this world and you know not turning you know my back towards it not um choosing to ignore it but to really allow it to sink in um and let that energy move through and i felt yeah i knew i needed to channel it into creativity into um into purpose so it doesn't just sit within my system either and I had to also, you know, continually process and heal my own stuff that shows up um, throughout. Uh, but yeah, yesterday, basically last night, um, I was first listening to uh, my beautiful friend Lowly. You would have heard her on this podcast. I'll link the episode below. Um, and she did a live set with Leaving Records. And that was just so beautiful divine I just felt so inspired and I was ready to listen to her for hours just uh, between the piano and the harp and her voice and um, yeah the different sounds she mixes is just truly magical and it felt like a really special portal and then I uh, was able to <laughs> listen to Erica Badu and Jill Scott on an Instagram live, they were doing a, um, like a versus battle, but it was really more of a love um, streaming of their music back and forth and appreciation for one another. And I just dropping into that space and just watching them and their music for me has been so, mm, it's been everything. It's like, the so soulful so meaningful so resonant so um special like as part of my journey i i feel yeah such deep appreciation for those two women uh, in particular erica badu has been <laughs> her music has been myself so for so many years and wow just listening to them feeling their energy the spirit, the just that special moment in in time and history of them coming together. Um, I felt truly honored, and then I suddenly 
felt myself surrender into this really beautiful bliss state, like so beautiful. And I, I feel emotional just thinking about it now because I feel like I'm still in it. This really um, beautiful portal and um, and and also kind of sometimes we're so lacking in, in words to kind of describe really the true meanings of things but I feel like this responsibility but in the most divine way to to take my seat um, of creative power of of channeling of of beauty and once again not in denial of the intense things taking place um you know, it's not about just love and light and just ignoring some of this stuff um, that's taking place, but it's like really sitting with it, feeling it, um, understanding it to some extent, and then also being able to um, like really take this seat of divine power. <laughs> And I just started singing and I just felt this resonance and this sounds coming through me, which meant like for me when I can sing, it's like it feels quite rare because I don't think I have just automatically a great singing voice, but sometimes I can sing and like I can channel and it's happened sometimes in medicine ceremonies and so on where I, it's not even really my voice that's coming through <laughs> And I was just singing to myself, um, this is such a special time. And I felt it through my whole heart, body, soul, spirit on the earth. I was sitting on the ground and uh, also seeing the moon above me. I just, and then listening to this music and just being in this really, uh, such inspired creative space. And yeah, this is it. This is our time. Uh, it's like many of us have known um, consciously or unconsciously that something like this was going to happen that some big you know um, collapse of our system was going to take place I became aware of this truly back in 2012 I started recognizing that our civilization civilization was moving quicker towards collapse than any other civilization had before just all the signs were showing uh, and there could have been many different things that could have been the kink in the wheel to um to bring things down and this knowledge this awareness um that yeah pretty much since then 2012 has led me on a journey of of deeper work, of being in the deeper current of life, of exploring alternative viewpoints, of seeing things differently, of working within myself, healing, 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 um, taking the road less traveled, um, taking the road with no certainty, <laughs> you know, really choosing to, to follow my soul. Um, and it's no... You know, it's no surprise that the, the name Soul Seed Gathering came through for um, this research event and uh, documentary project because uh, that's what it is. I'm gathering the seeds of like the soul, like remembering who I am and inviting all others to remember who they are uh, through these this body of knowledge, through this awakening, through this exploration. Um, that never ends. It's like this beautiful journey. And yeah, that name came through so clearly. It wasn't even a thought. It just arrived and this was it. And the whole project was fully formed. Um, and it's been my guiding force. And it's been um, also a path of so uncertain. No clear, uh, <laughs> no clear promises that anything, you know, that I would reach any sort of, I guess stable space but then I also on some level knew that I was um, committing to building something and you heard me maybe touch a little bit on that last week with Jana like uh, I, I'm just grateful to speak with her and learn about uh, you know anyone who's able to earn for their creative gifts and in their 
sort of power and, and able to shape shift and able to um, change yeah the direction and um, also take time for rest uh, all those things um, but I knew I had to somehow sacrifice a little bit of that earning <laughs> um, knowing that it would come around and I was building something and I and it just went deeper and deeper and you've heard me mention it before but yeah 2019 was that humbling year of like I'm not going to bring really in any income um I you know I brought in in little bits but nothing uh, substantial um and to do this to really really sit down and lay the groundwork lay it out the structure and the form and really get clear on what this project is and what it can be and and the whole vision kind of <laughs> mapped out and of course it's still open to co-creation and uh, surprises and being better that, than I could actually imagine but um, I have so many clear visions and I know now this is a, a beautiful space to stand in where I know it's 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 here now it's here to like to land you know the financial support the team to make it flourish you know I've done I've kind of carried it as far as I can go much like a mother you know you like get you set it out into the world you make sure <laughs> your child um, has all the tools to to survive and do well and now it's like yeah keeping an eye on it obviously and still being the leader of it but um allowing more hands to take part in it and and so forth so I'm very excited I feel and I felt this at this beginning of this pandemic like uh, you know I dropped into meditation like shut off all the noise and I was like this deep resounding like this is your time and I feel that and I think last night singing um this is a special time. I felt so honored. I felt so honored to be here, to have really, I think, done that deeper work for now, you know, for so many years for a reason. So that now I can support many others who are maybe just entering into the space really for the first time out of necessity, maybe of losing a job or knowing they want to take more of an entrepreneurial path or really bring a dream into this world make it land give it legs allow it to flourish um i feel so honored 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 to be a midwife to hold space for for my own work and for uh, your work when you feel called to come um even just holding space in this podcast and um hearing you when you when you share your experiences and your creations and your beautiful projects and so on I feel so deeply honored that you know even that you're listening it's like a really beautiful thing and yeah two episodes ago I shared about um, this course this journey that was coming through called good money flows and oh I get chills every time I think about it because it feels so powerful money is such a big topic and I haven't come across anything like what I'm bringing out in terms of being so focused on the system and the outer world and the you know what has not been functioning and and really being able to see that clearly um, and really finally understanding why I studied you know business economics at the London School of Economics um, all those many years ago. I really always thought it was a mistake, <laughs> like a blip in my journey. Um, but now I'm really getting it because it's married um, now with the inner journey and us personally thriving and taking the seat of responsibility again and not feeling heavy without that, but feeling the divine power and beauty and we are here to change things and feeling that and, um, you know, earning for our gifts and all those beautiful things that I believe... <laughs> 100% to be possible and actually uh, what we are here to do to build this new economy and value system uh, and so on it's it's so exciting um, but what came through these last um, couple of weeks is that I I have so much you know coming through to to really prepare for this journey and course that I I want to postpone those sort of beginning start day I think I initially shared that I wanted to begin in May 
uh, this month. <laughs> but that feels, yeah, it would just be kind of um, kind of treading water and just trying to keep up with all the things that are trying to come through me right now for it. Um, so we begin now August, um, I think 15th or 18th, but it's on my personal website right now uh, still being updated but you can go ahead and start reading it and, and tuning in if you feel called to it uh, and yeah so I yeah I'm going to be updating that information page I'll link it below and uh, yeah if you feel called like you know you are ready for that journey you're ready to thrive and show up and be part of this beautiful change and allow money to flow in a really beautiful way through our lives um yeah i then if you you can sign up now and i will basically from the first person who joins <laughs> set up a community maybe we'll see what format feels best either a facebook group even though i find it hard with facebook because i don't really like to spend time there but we'll figure it out the best kind of uh, space and I'll just begin sharing uh, what is notes resources um, inspiration questions things to explore until we begin so you will also get a lot more if you join now um, maybe make part of the journey as it also comes into form and oh it feels so good in my body as I share this I feel it yeah all the way through from the crown of my head through my heart to all the way to the base of my spine and my roots just this is where I'm meant to be right now this is what I'm meant to be sharing and allowing to move through me and how exciting how exciting um that we get to emerge into this new economy and this new world and I think this is again what is so special about this time you know really honoring all the hardships the pain, the suffering, the death, like with the utmost um, respect. And nearly this is why it is so special a time um, for none of that to be in vain, for this all to be part of um, the world we are creating now together and redesigning and, and reimagining how we can, you know, coexist here with all things and to make an economy thrive, which, you know, it benefits all um this takes some deep work it, you know a lot of the personal development space is focused very much on the you know personal and uh you know also the spiritual conscious space you know having an abundant mindset and all those things are uh are valid and true but we also need to understand the greater system right the the inequalities, the way money has been used as a form of control, uh, manipulation, <laughs> coercion, and and um, it's a, a game that feels kind of rigged uh, because it's very difficult for people to, to thrive within it. So we need to recognize that, um, to recognize what we have access to and, um, and then yeah, again, be part of that, that shift. And it's not about being in denial because it's also equally, I think, often within the activist space or the you know the, the idea that we want to be good people, we can also be in denial of money and push it away, um, rather, you know, feel like we're better off without it. And uh, this is also why the course is called Good Money Flows because uh, honoring ourselves is good um, and knowing that this you know this will flow like your payment to me for this journey is going to go in the most beautiful directions from me and I trust you know the same when you receive money it's the work that we'll do together will just allow us to really step into that divine space of responsibility of of, of owning it um, I know for me I had some of this shame and discomfort around you know maybe when I was younger uh, receiving some money and then just like quickly spending it and then sometimes buying things I didn't really need or even end up really liking and then just this kind of waste that feels like kind of icky and, and heavy so somehow you know being able to really intelligently spend money and really tune in and feel each purchase and feel 
each way that the money flows from us and and to us and feeling so good about it um i'm so excited i'm so excited so of course i would love to meet you there in that space again we begin in august but um pretty much from the moment you join and make a payment you can also do a payment plan you can place a deposit we can figure it out just email me um and register your interest let me know and we can figure it out i won't I'll likely not turn you away because I feel like this is so important. This is so needed. We're needed to step up um, to the plate. And I feel it so strongly. And I, <laughs> I've um, something I haven't been sharing with you or really many uh, people is that um, I believe I am I'm pregnant and it's uh, now my third cycle miss so this would be the end of my first trimester and I say I believe because I felt so intuitively so strongly not wanting to do a test and actually not wanting to do a scan or anything and of course I'll keep tuning in and seeing what it feels like but I feel feeling this beautiful space um, where I'm just deeply tuning in <laughs> to my body to my spirit, to my soul, and uh, some of you may have li listened into my episode right at the beginning. I think it's still up on SoundCloud. Again, I'll link it below. Um, but I actually share I shared pretty early on in this podcast about a miscarriage I had, and what an incredible healing experience it was because I had actually a pretty traumatic first birth. Um, and that's just a whole story. And I think, I really do believe I was shown <laughs> the warfare um, that is going on against women. And I, and I say this strongly because this is exactly how I see it. But I also say it with the utmost acknowledgement that I believe pretty much everyone is doing the best they can. And I think there's a lot of unconscious things going on, a lot of fear, a lot of, a lot of stuff that we need to wade through and, and look at and, and so forth. But it's wild. And it's not until you really, I think, enter into that space or that journey that you realize um, what is going on. And what I see is that we have, you know, if we choose it, again, it's a choice, but if we choose it in this lifetime, we have this incredible opportunity as women, this in this in incredible, profound rite of passage. But and I and I do believe it's a rite of passage no matter what, however your birth is and whatever the experience is, it's a it's a rite of passage no matter what. But um, from my own experience, I knew I was cut off from the deeper spiritual soul level rite of passage because. I was not treated like, you know, the, the the center of the story, like the, and I didn't also, you know, create that for myself. I take responsibility for not stepping into that point of power, holding my space, knowing who I needed there and who I didn't and, and not allowing anything to mess with that. Uh, such a deep journey of learning and experience, but realizing just the way our systems are, you know, just even the simple fact that you say you go to a hospital, or you are um, potentially even with midwives or doulas or um, anyone, um, there's a sense of like, we need to do something. Um, and I think this interfering and uh, speeding along or uh, just um, interrupting this very perfect uh, natural journey and process that we you know we're able to do as animals as people we have you know um, we've you know all our ancestors before <laughs> all the women our mothers before have, have taken this journey and I think there's so much misinformation, so much confusion around um, the birthing space. There's been a lot of fear that's developed, and you can go deep into the history, which I have. I'm sure I'll do a whole month on it in the Soul Seed House. Uh, <laughs> but you realize, you know, 
women's power has been taken away from them. And again, I think it could be unconscious. And women don't realize this is an opportunity to step into their power. And it is stepping into uncertainty. It is stepping into the portal of life and death. It is this realm which is facing your fears. And really, this is the true empowerment when you meet your fears. You don't think you can do it. And then you do. <laughs> and that, that, and you do it in the most sovereign, beautiful um, way that you, you know, you know, because we have this deep knowing within our systems, within our um, bodies, within our memory, and trusting that it, it takes a lot of deep work. And I look back now and I realize I hadn't done, you know, really deep work um, to, to, to do that um, for my first birth. And I allowed outside voices and fear and, and so forth to enter in. And it just was my biggest teaching of not listening to my intuition. And that being, for me, nearly death. I nearly died. And uh, that's, not, <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. Um, but the whole process just showed me. Um, and I had, you know, at the beginning just the setup to do a home birth and midwives and so on and it I wasn't trusted to be in my knowing I wasn't they weren't holding the space they were interfering I was told I was wrong for everything that I wanted to do and that alone you know it goes against uh, what I believe deeply now and what I know to be true now deeply is that we do know again and and anyone who's there is just there to hold space and to listen to the mother and and this is equally, I think, important in in all things, in the coaching and mentoring and teaching um, space, which has become so prolific over these, uh, you know, last this last decade, I would say. And how important it is to listen to your client, your student. Uh, your guest, whoever you're holding space for, and just be ready to get yourself out of the way, to sh let your ego dissolve, to not need to interfere, but to really, I think, mainly listen. And this is what I was really humbled when I could see this is the space of the apprenticeship path that I am here to hold also is holding space and making sure I take full responsibility for not it's just very tempting to give the answers, to think we know, to interfere. And of course, things can come through us, which can sound like advice or can sound like, um, you know, sage guidance. But I think it has to come through us from a more um, divine space rather than our head thinking, oh, this is like this and this should be like this. And um, unfortunately, the space, the coaching space, that I mean, I just continually... Um, I've experienced this, but I've also met many others who've experienced this where people are not holding that kind of space. They are coming from an ego. They're coming from, um, I don't know, an interference. They're not really listening to the person who's with them, who's come to them and trusting that they actually know. And this is you know, so ironic about the so-called like empowerment space because in many ways I've seen and I've witnessed up close how disempowering it can be and how confusing it is because I've seen people who are drawn to teachers and guys and they're like they're amazing they're like incredible they put them on a pedestal and I'm like but well, how do you feel after you know your experience working with them after this course after this training after whatever it is and the amount of times I hear like well I I actually feel really confused I feel a bit lot like lost and I'm just like wow like Something is happening where people are taking these positions and are sucking the energy and the power that they're taking and they're presenting themselves as all-knowing and, and they probably have amazing advice and teachings and so forth. But it takes a humbling path to step back, to hold space, to allow your students, your clients to outshine you. <laughs> to be the one and we have to if you're willing to take that step as a teacher or a guide or a coach or so forth is are you willing 
for your guide to become more successful than you, for to to gain more recognition, to I don't know all the things. We have to um, accept that we are here to hold space for each individual's personal journey, and that can be unique. Success can look like you know an infinite number of ways it doesn't look like one thing if we're able to tap into our true gifts our true path our deep knowing understand our values what we're here for what we care about what we love we get to really create our own version of success and uh, any teacher mental guide needs to be there to hold space for that to be a vision holder to be uh to, to be that light for someone, to be that reassurance, to be um, just to be a, an ear to and also to um, yeah be on the journey with you to be to be a witness. Um, it's so beautiful and in the end you gain more as a space holder. It's not like it's a sacrifice or I mean you learn more by listening, by being humble, by <laughs> um doing that for others and once again it's it's really um missing i think in a lot of spaces of course we can always find these teachers and these guides and i implore us all to just keep feeling it and tuning it and trusting ourselves um because it exists but we need because um, we're not meant to do it alone either right we're this is also a modern sickness that we i can do it independently i don't need anyone and to just know that you can have someone there who's going to witness you, to hold you, to see you in your highest light and to also just allow for you to <laughs> be on your journey of making mistakes and not needing to. I think it's really important that we realize mistakes are medicine. So sometimes there can be the sense of like, you know, even as a parent, you can be like, I'll warn you of all the things that could go wrong i'll tell you all the things and some part of you has to recognize that your child your student and so on has to make their own mistakes and these are divine it's like when you make these you know mistakes or missteps or failings or whatever um goes on in the journey of life the way those lessons enter into you deeper, the way we become wiser, embodied, um, the way we can rise up from that space is so, I mean, you, got, you can't take that away from anyone. We are here just to be a witness to one another, to hold compassion for everything that can take place. Um, an example of this, a friend shared with me, she, she saw this coach online um, kind of sharing publicly that she had had a she felt like this is the time that we're all meant to you know collectively descend right into the underworld um i guess and she had a client who she was sharing that she had this client who came to her who said no my guides my angels my my uh, intuition is saying i'm meant to ascend right now i'm meant to elevate and this coach was sharing <laughs> on publicly like yeah, so I put her straight, like, this is the time, and um, if you're ignoring that, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and I, me and my friend were both like, no, like, when she was telling me that, I was like, ah, oh, my heart was breaking, because we are all going through different things at different times, one of us ascends, one of us descends, luckily, we're not all going through it at the same time, and I had this sensation, this feeling when this all began to occur, of course, I still felt the pain, the sadness, the fear, the uncertainty, all the things with this pandemic and quarantine. But I deeply felt um, this was my time. <laughs> and I've been in this years of preparation in my own form of quarantine and um, uncertainty and deep work uh, to prepare for this time. And probably because I've, you know, I've had the privilege to do so over these many years and familiar to figure it out how to just get by on very little or just with what I need and, and just um, figuring it out. And now, you know, feeling like I'm really beginning to thrive. Um, I, and now I can hold space for maybe those entering into the descend, the, the, the sort of uncertainty, maybe facing for the first time all the things that have been um, just underneath the surface because of distraction, busy lives, where, you know, it's all understandable. Um, and now, yeah, 
we're all here to hold different roles at different times and to be in this dance you know there's no hierarchy <laughs> I will also again descend I will also go through it again and need support and people holding space for me always I mean it's just it's continuous this is why you know with Women Change World we work with the seasons and the cycles so that we can really get into this knowing that we are part of nature and that we work intelligently when we allow for times of doing and times of rest and how this allows us to be actually more efficient, more uh, fulfilled, do deeper, better work. And um, I mean, ultimately, I think to, to be more successful in all areas of our life, uh, this is what it's all about. And yeah, if a client came to me, if I was feeling like, Oh, yeah, this is uh, a time for us all to descend or a time for us all to ascend, whatever it is. And my client came like, my guides are saying this. I'm like, cool, let's tune into your guides. Let's tune into what you're feeling. Let's work with that. Oh, that's what we're here to do. And this is, again, I think the role of any birth keeper. Um, they're just there to to listen to the mother. <laughs> because we enter into this portal into that space and we know and again in my own first birth experience I was told I was wrong again and again anything intuitively I felt called to do or I was um, told I was wrong and I believed it because <laughs> I'm not the expert you know but how wrong that is because we are all experts we are all um wise beings we all have this deep knowing for our own journey for our own path which is so unique healing success um our gifts everything thank god is so you know thank god is is so unique so we all get to be pieces of this greater puzzle this great universe we get to learn from one another i get so excited by um you know the women and occasionally men who come to work with me because uh, I get to learn from their gifts I'm like so excited it's like knowing I'm gonna be um guiding this money journey and just anyone who joins becomes a co-creator and this is one of the fun things we've been able to really experiment with soul sea gathering since the beginning with the bigger gatherings what would it look like to show up to a gathering where we all co-create the experience, we take responsibility for what we bring, for what we contribute and, and how we get to co-create. And it's it sounds beautiful, but it's actually, um, and some people, you know, it's like a fish to water. They arrive and they're fully um, showing up and they're, you know, they're taking responsibility. They're feeling um, this beautiful co-creation. And then others who've shown up, and I think I've been totally confused because um, no fault of their own. We've been raised up in a society where we've not had that um, <laughs> power handed to, back to us. You know, we're told, you know, if even a gathering or a festival or an event, you usually go and or a retreat, you go and you're guided by someone. You're following them. And <laughs> being in this experimental place where, of course, I'm the I'm keeper of the space, I'm holding it. And I am guiding it to a certain extent, helping the flow, just taking care and maintaining it. Um, but I'm not there to be followed or to, um, yeah, start telling people what to do or, uh, you know, it's a place. And I, it, it gets confusing, I think, for <laughs> some of us when we haven't been handed back our power for many years. We're so used to giving it away. It's very confusing and it can be, um, yeah, quite a lot to, to work through, but also equally beautiful. And um, I've learned this is all part of the process and the journey and it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth all the uh, awkward, uncomfortable um, bits. But it's like when we finally, I mean, when we come through that and we actually have met our fears and our uncertainty and our discomfort and we come through and we're like, elevated we've actually learned something we received something in the deepest way we've learned that we are the leaders of our own life we are the creators we are the lead character in our own film and we are here to co-create with our life with the universe um, with all others um, what a beautiful new world to walk into where we we take ownership of that recognizing on some level it feels more comfortable 
to follow, to just be told, to just say this is the way it is, to just, you know, eh, I'm just going to go with whatever happens to me. Um, it, it's a lot of energy. And, you know, with money, success or anything, I think that often the reason we fear taking or we really um, avoid stepping into our power because nearly, I don't know if you remember in school, we had this game called Hot Potato where you throw the ball around a circle and the idea is that you try and release it as quick as possible because it's like a, you pretend the ball is a hot potato and uh, whoever, I guess, the ball lands on, I can't remember when the music stops or something like that, uh, you're, you're it. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's that same, it's like the analogy of this where suddenly you know it's like that great marianne williamson quote you know when we're most uh, and i'll <laughs> i'll quote it below because i don't know it off by heart right now but you know we're it's not um the darkness that we most fear it's our light it's our power um really stepping into that because when we receive you know a bunch of money for example or suddenly recognition a lot of eyes on us maybe um, more followers on social media whatever it is it feels like that hot potato and we want to give it away it's like oh, I don't know what to do with this energy coming at me um, I feel so uncomfortable with it because it's unknown uh, I'm just going to throw it away and this happens so often with money you know people who win the lottery or even people like for example music artists are a good example where there's many times uh, people will come into success and money and they'll like blow it all immediately like they did studies on lottery winners like most people end up back to where they were or even worse <laughs> because um, it's really like, ah, I have to get this money away from me and it's too much energy, it's too much power. Uh, I'm just going to spend, 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 spend and then it's all gone. <laughs> again, like how to sit with that power and that energy and let it move with us, move uh, through us intelligently um, because there is this you know, pattern where money attracts money. And success attracts more success. You know, there's like it, something that we might be annoyed at when we look at it. We see it out in the world, but it's just a truth because when you feel comfortable in that space, you are much more likely to attract more of it and to receive it. Right? Um, again, we want to feel like money is reaching <laughs> on some level. We, I think, we want to make sure feel like my money is going to good places and that person will do well by it and if we sense someone is like just blowing things out or just wasting things or just not you know not even feeling good about it um just feeling so much uh emotion and discomfort and fear and, and so forth around it that they they give it away <laughs> so it's you know we're not it's we're not ready we need to do the deeper work right and i I think, again, the analogies, the examples are endless. There's just, it mirrors so much in our life. When we look at one thing, we can see often the portal into everything that we do. We can see the threads. We begin to pull one and we begin to see the whole um, picture. And we realize we can, we can weave it again. We can <laughs> rewrite our story forwards, and um, what fun to be in that place of power and and learning and co-creating and forgiving ourselves for all the times, <laughs> you know, knowing there's again there's no real mistakes. They're just here to to show us until we get the message, and then it's like, okay, cool, I got that one. It doesn't tend to show up anymore. And then something, a new challenge arises because we're human and this is life. Um, it's an endless set of challenges that we get to rise to the occasion again and again. And once again, we need the community, we need the support. We we shouldn't be doing it alone. And in fact, I don't think it's possible really. Um, it's too much. It's too much to try and understand. And even though we're very intelligent and, and we can understand many things, um, and I've, I've done that for myself as well. I love being independent. Love, I, I'm a quick learner. I can figure things out pretty quickly and so on. Um, I was in denial of needing also support and people holding space for me in such a long time. Um, until really the last few years have really allowed me to surrender to that, to allow for it to really <laughs> be in 
beautiful co-creative space and um, to receive respite. And I, I look back also at my first birth journey. I realize I wasn't, I, I was holding space really more for my midwife than she was for me. <laughs> and I, in some ways that's, you know, my fault because I need to, you know, find the right people, the right team to uh, support that are going to just hold me through this powerful journey and transition and this surrender to being held. Um, oh, it's such a relief. It's such a beautiful gift. And so, yeah, if you feel once again called to work with me in any capacity, if you want to register interest for the money, Good Money Flows journey, we'll be journeying together for three months. Um, and it really can fit within our schedules. You know, it doesn't have to feel like a burden, but it's also, uh, I think, a place where we're like, you know, we're showing up now because not ready to go on, <laughs> not thriving. This is our time um, to show up with our voice, our gifts, to be seen, to be heard, to be valued. And I, I believe that to my core. Um, so grateful to hold that space. If you also just want to meet for a one-to-one, um, I'm happy to do that in this space and time. It's always shape-shifting as I reevaluate my schedule, but I'm really, yeah, inviting you into that right now. I feel uh, really able to hold that space and really excited about it also for those who are coming to me because um, it's such a sweet time, such a magical time, again, such a special time, and I feel once again so honored to be here um, for this great turning uh, which is, um, you know, again, just this acknowledgement that we are part of change <laughs> and it's not easy. Actually, it's usually part of death and part of destruction, part of things coming down, a lot of, a lot of hard things. Uh, but we become empowered through it. We become more mature, wiser, um, better caretakers i think of this planet of our community uh, i think this time is already showing that all of us that we um you know it comes to us so much more you know naturally again to reach out to people like for me to i've been like just to be on the land planting to be just connecting to loved ones to be with my work in the most beautiful way and um, letting go of all the unnecessary inessential things and just really focusing on my true values and it's been a deepening time for sure with all of that and I am just once again excited to see where we can go from here what we can co-create and reimagine together I I feel so excited with the work of Soulsy Gathering. I'm grateful for this slowing down it once again to be online. The Soulsy House is really beginning to bloom. I feel it like I, you know, had some months of really trying to get it into a flow and trying to um, make it work. And I can see all the ways it's going to continue flourishing and blooming. And I, I just, it's going to keep growing. And, um, in such beautiful ways so i invite you of course into the soul seed house we would love to have you there our theme this month which i always release on the new moon is uh um it's called sprite spirit and it's all about animism plant medicines it's looking at all these different cultures and our ancestral traditions which interacted with the more than human world nature and animals and and plants and um i'm actually really got back into pinterest so i'll link it below as well you can begin exploring our board for it and just visually i get chills when i'm <laughs> going through this theme it's been so beautiful and uh, recognizing the depth of plant medicines like it's like a whole world and universe you know it's so much more than just imbibing or consuming a drink or smoking something it's like just the understanding and learning through you know our indigenous brothers and sisters and learning through our ancestral traditions also there's no i don't think it's a mistake that there's psychoactive plants and, and plant medicines all over the world and it's really been a i think a huge part of our human development and our evolution here on earth um my <laughs> my husband this last few weeks for a long time he's been saying we should i should really listen to sapiens by uh, Yuval Noah Harari and 
I've come into because I do a lot of reading of research papers, of books, and so on. I, I have a very intuitive pull towards books, and I didn't feel really a pull to that book, even though it's very much along the lines of what I do, looking at human history and and all the way from our earliest ancestors um, to now and the future. Um, but I suddenly felt, okay, I think I could start listening to it. Um, my husband had it on Audible and he was really wanting to listen to it again. And what was funny, uh, I woke, we, I was ready, really ready to sleep and we put it on as we were going to sleep. But I became so activated, <laughs> um, somewhat triggered, um, that I ended up stay, pretty much staying up the whole night with it. Um, not listening to it, but just after what I'd heard, like uh, I think two or three three things in a row that really um, annoyed me that I had <laughs> of the whole night and it was just interesting um, because obviously it's written from one person's belief set and perspective and um, you know from the whole context he's from and I think there's lots of valuable parts of the book I'm actually I think looking forward to going through it all and writing some kind of response or review um from what i've learned um but the, the just the few pieces that um came up was uh one like he said something along the lines of i'm not going to be able to quote it word for word but um like the main agreed upon theory is that for the language the development of language is that this gossip theory that we developed more complex language and, and bigger societies through gossip and I just intuitively it didn't feel right even though I hadn't looked that much into I mean I'd looked somewhat into the development of language but I hadn't um, for some time and then I it didn't take me long to just google and research and find out that uh, there's no agreed upon theory and there's actually maybe six main theories and they all have you know people who believe in them and, pe and people who criticize them and it's generally agreed that well likely never quite know how you know our complex um, language developed and societies developed because you know we don't have the evidence um, <laughs> but I just felt like the gossip theory I was like it doesn't feel quite right to me like and there are many loopholes in the theory uh, it just I don't know it, you know th that's a whole topic in itself um, but this, the second thing he said that really um, mm, triggered me was, and, and just made me feel really a lot of pain in my heart, was this kind of, what I see as this scientific superiority complex, this kind of um, material world, technology, scientific mindset that, you know, unless it's measured, unless it's... Um, seen and understood then it doesn't exist and I believe this is where it's coming from which is the what our modern society has really become based on it's really the new religion science you know to believe in science no matter what even though science is constantly evolving and proving itself wrong and that's the you know that is the actual scientific method um and I think really a lot of scientists also value like the unknown you know <laughs> the mystery because there's so much we don't know um still uh but he just very like i'd say very casually just said like yeah you know nearly laughing at our earliest ancestors like believing in spirituality and deities and and um you know this being a way of coming together or it just being a you know an evolutionary thing um but he just with one sweep you know just kind of yeah this is why religion is all made up and this is why uh, you know the aboriginal people in australia um you know they made up the dream time and i, I just felt like a stab in my heart because i was like no like um whew, any of us who've had spiritual experiences or any of us who had the incredible honor of sitting with indigenous communities and entering into their worlds and their ways of seeing and and experiencing potentially plant medicines through indigenous people holding space and just feeling this whole uh, world that they are connected to you are humbled and you have the deepest respect for what you don't know maybe what you don't understand but what you begin to see and experience as real and just 
how incredibly intelligent you realize our earliest ancestors were through this and through how indigenous people are still to this day um even though they've also you know evolved and and um transformed their societies also but um still being connected to this deeper um belief language way of dreaming seeing experiencing life is so profound and it should be held with the utmost respect and I truly believe it's ignorant to treat anything that we don't understand um, from the outside as just, um, you know, stupid or as just like laughable because it's made up. And the real life repercussions of this, which is why I'm so passionate about it, is that we look down upon as a society, indigenous groups, as part of our past, as, you know, uh, not advanced, not um, <laughs> recognizing science, not, you know, all these things. Um, this is really this imperialistic, colonial um, supremacist <laughs> mindset that is so um pervasive and it's so destructive because it allows us to take part directly or indirectly consciously or unconsciously but it allows us to take part in the harm that is taking place right in this moment to indigenous people um by destroying their lands extracting resources you know this just i see it like even these blogs um of look at all these amazing photos of these people from exotic tribes around the world before they go extinct. And it's kind of this accepted belief that we as a modern society are out, you know, evolving these people and they are going to be all dying off. And since doing this work and being on this journey within myself, I have the, nearly the opposite viewpoint and belief system i feel like we are so fragile as a modern society you know um so dependent so distracted no you know many people disconnected from community from real deeper relationships uh, networks of support and just having a fragile system um that can collapse at any time uh it makes us again so vulnerable and this is why I think with my work and this, you know, all this stuff that's coming through, it's like so important. This is the time. This is why I feel it. it's like this is the time because before what might have seemed like a romantic notion or like, oh, that's sweet an idea that like we can learn from the indigenous people. And uh, I'm not talking about going backwards or going, I don't know, uh, giving up everything, but it's like, actually, what do we gain <laughs> what do we receive and what then do we freely give and and just come into right balance through our lives and it's i think it it ripples out in so many ways it's like i grew up with the mindset like to not eat um for example meat or or dairy products or eggs was like uh, would be re restraining myself would not be enjoying life to not drink alcohol or to take party drugs would be like not living life to the fullest you know let's go and like in the uk it's like let's go and get wasted and this is living life like that was the generally accepted like don't be boring don't be weird like let's go and have fun and i really did that i really had a lot of fun but <laughs> not until i had a like a bit of a breakdown and i kind of came more into this deeper path that i realized like how boring is it to need all those things you know to have fun and actually what world worlds open up to you when you begin to explore other ways of being and i'm not saying you know you need to abstain from anything or become vegan or what whatever it is but um for me it was like becoming plant-based vegan just sort of evolved in my journey and happened like i couldn't even fully explain it at first i just felt that's what i wanted to do i just spent a month in an ashram which is how which is the way we ate and it just felt so natural to me to continue and it wasn't until afterwards that I learned more about the like the world of like the implications of what was going on with the meat industry and so forth. I hadn't, I hadn't really looked at it or paid attention. But um, <laughs> basically, and I you I hear a lot of you know other people who become plant based or vegan speak in this way. It's like you actually open up to 
more types of food and different ways of eating. And it has never felt like I am restraining myself. I actually feel like, <laughs> I feel like every meal is a complete joy. Like I feel <laughs> it's like a party. It's a celebration. I love food and it is, a, yeah, it's beautiful. And I, and I also feel good <laughs> after each meal. Um, and it, it's like, it's one and the same. It, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm being a martyr for this cause, which can also happen, right? You can become really activated by a cause. But I say, come to it through joy, like through all activism. If we can find the joy, this is why I so passionately believe in learning about our deep history, learning about the hard things, but also like the beauty and the, wow, the wisdom, the knowledge and so forth. And equally with indigenous people, it's like, wow, this is like the real serious shit that's going on right now. This is the, the money that could help these people. This is the, like the voice, the land, like the, all the things that we need to, you know, stand up for and take action and support. Um, but equally like look at their wisdom their knowledge their beauty like let's be in this cultural exchange what can we learn from one another um and just be in this beautiful space of respect because i also within that space for example with activism with the indigenous people um will often hear and i'm mainly talking about people who are not indigenous you know entering into the space um which will constantly remind us of the poverty and the hardships and it gives us uh, unconsciously this mindset all the time of these people as less than and it's so important that we shift those narratives it's like something i became really um, passionate about when i was like kind of in the non-profit space again back in 2011 2012 recognizing like the amount of damage we're actually doing to Africa and that we have done through our aid and our non-profit work which you know feels unbelievable and still to this day when I talk about it some people are like what what are you talking about like charity is good like um but it, the truth is we do we do so much damage and through for example in the UK there's so much advertising all the time for people in famine or people in poverty in Africa we just get this image that becomes so unconsciously embedded in our minds that the whole of Africa is poor and again less than and developing and we can help them we can save them and this is the problem with this sort of white savior mentality it becomes so dysfunctional and I mean disgusting truly um, the way that that acts um, that can act through us uh, <laughs> instead of recognizing wow the amount of rich culture knowledge beauty intelligence like deep respect and like wow and and this is you know what people have been speaking about for a long time like wow you know if that was more the mindset there could be more tourism more empowerment through actual businesses through rather than giving charity you know acknowledging and i shared that a few episodes back like imagining if we paid these huge consulting fees or these huge, um, you know, talks at conferences and so on to these wise knowledge keepers, you know, many that I've been able to meet that I'm just like, wow, you, you're so in so much wisdom, so much intelligence, so much, um, yeah, so much guidance that we need um, just to hear and learn of. Again, it's not to put on a pedestal to make it bigger or better than us but to be part of um the story and and be part of our narrative and ways of seeing and um again if we weren't giving so much charity but then we were if we were giving you know true value to these people then um again it would be far more empowering <laughs> space for money to travel so Phew, these are just a few things and um, excited once again with Soul Seed House to be doing this deep exploration. It's so fun to excavate and really look at all of the evidence, all of um, the archaeological findings um, to explore cultures, viewpoints and to actually open up our ways of seeing. And then the really cool thing of how this integrates then into our lives, how this changes us into this really beautiful space. So... Yeah, I would love to see you there. I'm really, really proud of it. I'm really excited for where we're going with it. And yeah, I've spoken about being a volunteer in the past. 
Um, for sure, that's still in development and, and there's still possibilities. I think an immediate role that I would need support in is actually to transcribe the podcast interviews we have coming up because they're going to be, you know, with so many different medicine women, experts, academics, researchers, activists. And I would like to share the information in different formats. So write also articles and, and share quotes and, and so forth. So also for those hard of hearing to be able to transcribe, to also then translate. Um, I know we want to begin first with Spanish and English. Uh, so yeah if you feel like you would like to become a member of the Soul Seed House but you don't you can't financially afford it uh, and you would like to volunteer and transcribe um, interviews um, for us then you know you get first listen to the podcast and then um, write down yeah the transcription if you feel called to that role please reach out that's an immediate role I would like to fulfill and support this project um it allows us to do amazing things that we have coming out I'm very excited for all that is coming and once again love hearing from you love hearing about your work your inspiration what you're moving through all the things i'm once again so honored to be here thank you for listening i'm sending so much love to wherever you are in the world and truly truly believe this is a special time and just you being here I believe you're part of it right you're part of leading and guiding um, the vision forward so thank you thank you for showing up thank you for being here um, where are we going to go from here let's see um, and I'll see you next week potentially for another conversation we'll see how things flow with my equipment and setup but um, until then yeah sending so much love.